I'm Melinda Poitras, and I think we'll probably just pray today. Hey, Jesus. You know I grew up Ghana, so my worldview, it's a little intricate. I still remember swinging from the huge tree in the backyard, looking at the actual physical newspaper with the big headline quoting Bill Clinton. I did not have, I don't know if tiny ears are listening to this, relations with that woman. I remember the way my nanny spit out the word shameful, and I knew what she meant by it. The way she said that word had nothing to do with the acts and unbridled passions of someone in political office. That happened in Ghana. Just in Ghana, no one would ever lie about it. That's how I grew up. The first president I remember was bordering on the dictator side of the political spectrum. But he was beloved. If someone stole your bread, you just knew he would find and shoot them himself. I didn't realize then how dangerous that was. Only that it made me feel safe. I was just a kid. What did I know anyway? I was just a kid who wore red, white, and blue so proudly to the American embassy on the 4th of July, who knew somewhere there was a glorious land with golden arches and that one big arch in the city where headquarters was, a kid who kept her heritage under her bed. I had a cassette tape of Sandy Patty singing the national anthem, and I would listen to it over and over and over and over in my Fisher-Price cassette player. Speaking of the national anthem, I wore out the patriotic-themed Adventures in Odyssey episodes. Francis Scott Key would pen his famous lyrics about rockets, red glare, and bombs bursting, and I would cry. I would cry every time. I memorized all the words to When the Flag Goes By and The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. I read every book in that one historical series by Gilbert Morris. He built a world with his words. A whole country took form and shape through those paragraphs. It was a beautiful country. I was so proud of it. And how they didn't have to cut the power during election season because there were no riots. And freedom of speech reigned above all. And opportunity ran rich like coke flowing from a machine. Where I came from, both opportunity and coke were limited. You paid for them. One glass bottle at a time. America protected her people. America protected everyone else. I'm not a kid anymore, but I still don't know, understand, fully comprehend a lot. I think, though, I think we left the airport in Afghanistan to its own devices yesterday. I think maybe we left Americans stranded, not to mention everyone else. Dear God, I don't even know what to think about everyone else. In my 30s, I still cry about America for different, you know, different reasons. And I guess I could turn it off, shut it all down, not think about it or listen to it or hear it for my own mental health and that might make me feel safe but who can even quantify ultimately how dangerous that might be so I lean into you and I look for things to do because <laughs> I went to church prayer and I have a compassion child it's not currently enough though it is good to send a girl in Guatemala to school though all the things I do won't ever be enough I still think I'd better try we had all better try 
I cast my cares onto you. I lift my eyes to the hills and I pray. I pray over every story that breaks my heart. I pray over every fear that cripples me, over unborn babies in jeopardy, mass mandates and legislation, floods people scatter away from, and flights people scramble to get on. For the faces that flash through my mind with the names I don't know, I beg your sovereignty, plead your mercy, and trust your heart when I don't know what else to trust. Just honestly, there's not much else to trust. David said in Psalm 143, Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my pleadings. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness, and do not enter into judgment with your servant, for no person living is righteous in your sight. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit feels weak within me. My heart is appalled within me. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your accomplishments. I reflect on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a weary land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be the same as those who go down to the pit. Let me hear your faithfulness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. Save me, Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For the sake of your name, Lord, revive me in your righteousness. Bring my soul out of trouble. And in your faithfulness, destroy my enemies. And eliminate all those who attack my soul. For I am your servant. In your faithfulness, destroy their enemies. And eliminate all those who attack their souls. Are they your servants? And you see them. And you know them. And you love them. And even in unspeakable situations that I cannot begin to wrap my mind around, your hand is on them. The whole world is in your hands. I settle in my heart and I speak with my mouth that the whole world is in your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to He Said, She Said, where whether we actually got around to discussing any books or chatting with any bros or not, we are, now and always, so glad you stopped by to listen. We hope your time here cemented the truth found in the best book ever written and deepened your relationship with a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for making space. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place.